Hi, I'm Sophia from Montana Life Coaching and thank you for joining me on the Montana Show podcast. So a little about me, I am an APC certified life and breakup coach, an NLP practitioner, a practitioner in hypnosis and a mental health first aider. I'm excited to be starting this podcast and welcoming a host of special guest speakers who will be sharing their inspiring and insightful learnings and stories on a monthly basis. So today's guest is an amazing coach and he goes by the name of Ian George from Productive Inspiration. So a very warm welcome to you, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yes, I'm good, thank you. Thank you again for joining me today as we discuss empowering breakups. No thank you. So you are the first speaker on Montana, the Montana show. Yeah. So no pressure. <laughs> but before we get started, would you tell us a bit about you um, and what you do as an empowerment coach? Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm APC accredited uh, certified life coach, NLP practitioner, a timeline coach, and I've also I'm also certified in CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, I specialize on helping people find their path, uh, due to, uh, maybe traumatic experiences or mental health or, you know, there moments where you just feel like you've lost your inner strength, lost mm -hmm. your way. I, do, I yeah. specialize in helping people find that. Amazing. That's great. So today, obviously we're talking about, um, I say empowering breakups and I've done a bit of research, uh, particularly now with everything that's going on with COVID. Um, so Relate, um, I'm not sure if you know them, but they're a, a leading relationship charity. Um, have a look at some of the statistics from the recent months. Uh, we have seen, or I had seen, that there'd been an 8% um, 8 of the respondents that participated in this survey decided to end their relationship. And 38%, so more than a third of respondents uh, between the ages of 16 and 34 said that they struggled to support their partner emotionally during lockdown. So as much as 8% of these individuals have decided to end their relationship, there obviously is 38% of people that are particularly struggling at the moment, which may lead to further breakups at this time. Yeah. So... With that, there's obviously been a lot of inquiries that have gone in for divorces as well. So um, there is a, a thing called a divorce day, uh, which is normally the first working Monday after Christmas. And a lot of solicitors uh, see a surge of inquiries at this time, uh, particularly because there's a lot of stress and everything going on with Christmas. So there are various factors, particularly at this time of where we are, that have have and will um, affect a number of relationships and a number of people um, who will obviously have a breakup. So it's um, key. I thought it was quite key to identify that um, at, at the beginning here, because I think what we're going to be talking about uh, will be a lot around empowerment, which is what you do as a coach. And we have all gone through a breakup at one point in our life. And we all we deal with um, breakups differently. Um, however, I think there's something quite powerful about the word empowerment. And you're going to obviously explain a bit more about that in a moment. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's it's easy to feel overwhelmed with emotions, upset, feeling hurt, betrayed. Um, and I've certainly gone through that through um, my breakup um, when I came out of a relationship after 13 years um, and having to go through that process of um, transforming myself because it was a long time that I was in that relationship and I'm very much a different person to who I was back then. But to to kind of get us started as an empowerment coach, what would you say is important for anyone to do after a breakup? Okay, so um, like what you just said, yeah, it, it is a diff- difficult transition when you go through a breakup, especially mm. when you put your heart into a relationship with another person. It's a hard thing to do. So the first thing I would say to people is uh, take time. Mm-hmm. And when I say take time, I mean, we need time to sort of get rid of sort of like the negative energy that we feel mm-hmm. when we're, when we've gone through a breakup, the mixed emotions and everything else. So it's important for us to take time and go through that process. So we are able to uh, know what we're truly feeling and thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important uh, thing to start off with for any breakup. Mm-hmm. You need that time. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. And I, I think there are there are people that do come out of a relationship and then go straight into another relationship and actually don't take that time to um be with themselves and actually find themselves again. Um and in some cases that might be because they are seeking that love and attention that maybe they crave as an individual and by not having that source in that initial kind of uh, relationship they've been in that they go and seek that elsewhere so I think that's a a good point to make in the sense of having time to themselves um, to be able to really try and find who they are so um, I certainly did that Uh, after 13 years I took time for myself and really kind of found my true authentic self in that process Um, so how can people empower themselves whilst they are single and whilst they're alone? What kind of things could they do? Well, uh, obviously, after saying like the first thing, you need time. You need to trust the process mm-hmm. uh, to go through to go through all them emotions. Um, I would definitely, I'll definitely uh, stress to people about self care. Mm-hmm. Right. And I and there's a lot of things going around of saying that it's okay to be selfish. Now I do not quite agree with that saying. I I believe there's a difference between being selfish and self care. Mm-hmm. And I do believe self care is important. You need to look for the things that puts you in a positive mindset. Yeah. So you may so you may enjoy going for a walk. You may may enjoy time with your family and friends. Maybe just watching movies with your children. Or, mm-hmm. You know, something like just to put you in, in a more positive mindset. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think that's very, very, very important. Uh, once you come out of a breakup, you only it's hard for you to see yourself as an individual. Mm-hmm. So it's important to find the things that you love as an individual that doesn't involve your now ex-partner. 
And that's a, a really important point because you may have enjoyed activities together, potentially in a relationship. Uh, and if you were to, and maybe it's something you enjoy doing and you want to continue doing that outside of the relationship. But I think that's a key point that you're making there, that it's something that you truly want to do and that you will enjoy as an individual person. No, that's right. I think that's, I think that's incredibly important. And um, <clears throat> after I, I, like how I felt when I went through uh, certain breakups, after I went through that process of doing a bit of uh, like a bit of um, soul searching and doing more of the things that put me in a positive mindset, then it was really important for me to check myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I mean by that, I mean it. It could be your ex-partner's fault. It could be your fault. It, it doesn't, to a degree, it doesn't really matter at this point. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's important to try and learn something about yourself in the relationship, from the previous relationship. So me, like, <clears throat> I was in a relationship uh, and my other half at the time, she she was accusing me of things that I never did. Right. And... Uh, Ultimately, she didn't really matter what I said, mm-hmm. what I did. She truly believed what she felt. Mm. It didn't matter what was uh, what was truth at that point. Right. Um, and the effect it had on me. At first, I was frustrated because I didn't do any of these things. Uh, but also, I ended up in a bit of a panic mode. Okay. Because I, th- I thought she was coming out with reasons to leave. Hmm. Now, now that I've, I'm out of that process, I've gone through the process, done positive things and stuff. Now I'm thinking back on it. I've learned something about myself. Okay. And I have learned, and she has taught me something uh, from her actions. Mm-hmm. So from her accusing me of stuff and and everything, she's not she's not a bad person. She's been through things. So that was a very valuable a very valuable lesson that I learned from that was to judge people for who they are, not where you've been. Okay. Uh, Because from her doing that, it made me see myself in a bad light, even though I didn't do anything. Mm. Um, So that kind of affects the partner you're with, that you're with, because you are judging them based on an experience that doesn't even involve them. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. And what I learned about myself, that I wasn't over... uh, my abandonment issues from a child mm-hmm. from certain traumatic experience i went through friends and family people who meant to love me um hurt me and walked away mm. so every time i thought she was going to leave it triggered me i was like worrying and mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously that's not going to be good for the relationship either no so um it's not a case of blaming me mm-hmm. but it's a case of taking responsibility of what i can learn from it to grow from it mm-hmm. um so those were very exper- uh, important things I needed to learn. And from that experience, as a result, I now have more healthier connections. And mm-hmm. I, I now have a support network that always try and lift me up mm-hmm. instead of tear me down because they're not feeling good about themselves or whatever. I don't yeah. have that anymore. And so it's important. I, I was stressed to people. It's important to check yourself because there's an, there's an old, uh, I think Les Brown said it. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, then the enemy outside can do you no harm. Mm, that's a brilliant one. Yeah. So once you deal with your flaws and actually take responsibility for your flaws, the outside world hasn't really got much power to use them. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. 
I think you um you've raised a a great point there and, and I think going through your story and what you dealt with with your ex and what you learn uh one of the things that really kind of um highlighted um for me was that as a child things that happen to us when we are younger and attachments are a big thing um obviously in your case it was abandonment but there are certain attachments that we also hold from young children and we don't realize that we actually bring these into our relationships as adults and it's not until situations like that where you said that you kind of you know you it, at the point that you thought that she was going to leave that you had this you know anxiety and you felt like panicked by it um, and that was due to obviously what had happened to you in your past so I think a key element there with check yourself is so important because if we don't identify these elements of ourselves of our behaviors and our actions and what's happened to us in the past then we can really bring them into relationships and actually it could be detrimental to those relationships as well so I think what you've mentioned there is is a brilliant example of being able to check yourself first um very important thing very important thing. Yeah, amazing. Okay, uh, so obviously we've talked a bit about what people can do after a breakup and also enjoying that time to yourself and being single and um, and really being true to you and obviously self-love. Uh, we're moving on to negative habits. So I'm sure many people have experienced this after a breakup and it could be a negative habit in their thoughts, their actions or their words. So what advice would you give to anyone who's experiencing um, a negative habit? Uh, and I've, I've had friends in the past that have split up and they are stalking their ex on Facebook, for instance, because they want to see what they're up to. Uh, they want to see if they've got someone else. And, and that's quite a, a bad habit to, ha- to have because essentially you should be detaching yourself from that person. Um, and if it is a permanent breakup, then obviously being able to see your ex on social media and on everything else, even attachments with the family still, I think can obviously impact you. So um, what advice do you think uh, you could give to anyone who, who is experienced habits like that? Well, the first thing I would say, in order to create any kind of change, you need to be kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I mean by that, I mean... If you're in the mindset of constantly checking on your ex Mm -hmm. and you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? What are they doing? What are they doing and stuff? Mm -hmm. Um, If you keep on being hard on yourself, it's harder to change Mm because you're seeing yourself as like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So when I say being kinder to yourself, I mean accepting that this action is not benefiting you at all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not going to help you along the path of recovery. It's not going to help you on the path of evolving. Because at the end of the day, I think everyone wants to change who they are. And it's about evolving. It's about taking what we've learned in the past and becoming better and stronger individuals. Mm -hmm. It's important to understand that certain cycles that we are actually doing is not necessarily helping us. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're horrible in any sort of way. It's a human thing to want that sense of control yeah 
but I would say to you, uh, one, if you're going to put an action onto it, I would say give yourself a little challenge. Mm-hmm. So let's that? say that. So let's say um, you. Let's say that you constantly check on Facebook, constantly checking them on Facebook mm. every day, every yeah. day. Give yourself a little challenge. If you check them like five times a day, mm-hmm. how about you reduce it to maybe three times a week? In the week, I see. Yeah, right. Maybe yeah. You are still doing it, but it's still progress. You're actually going down. You're actually walking down a path now. So when you go to three, okay, give yourself another another challenge. What about once? Yeah. Now while you're going through that through that process, you're going to be keeping yourself busy doing other things. Actually doing your purpose mm-hmm. while you're trying to reduce them amount of times. Yeah. By the time you get to one, you'd find you'd be thinking about them less because you're concentrating on your purpose now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's a really good example of, of what to do in that situation. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and it, like, like I, it's important to be kinder to yourself. Our brains, the human brain needs a certain amount of certainty in order to, for it to feel safe. Mm. Um, that's a normal human thing. So don't be hard on yourself that you do it, but it's your responsibility to catch yourself doing it. Yeah, oh, 100%. And I think that's, that's a, a great point that you've made there. And... It is, about, it is about being kind to ourselves and actually what we want to achieve outside of that breakup. So, you know, when we are, have, when we do have these negative habits, um, and again, it might not just be that, it might be in our thoughts and our words, it might be that we're talking negatively about this person now to, you know, friends and family and, you know, saying, oh, you know, he, she did this and, uh, you know, and bitching about them I guess to friends and family in a negative way which also doesn't help you um and then obviously with your thoughts as well it's it's difficult to obviously come out of a relationship whether short or um and more so long term and actually still have those thoughts in your mind of you know maybe the good times maybe the bad times um you know there are some circumstances where people don't want to get back with their ex some that do and I think it's all part of that process of actually, like we've said, having that time to yourself and actually processing what's happened. And I think if you haven't processed that and understand the reason why it's happened, then moving forward is going to be a lot harder to do because you haven't taken those baby steps at the very beginning to actually to get through that. So I think negative habits can can take in any form in Definitely. in actions, in words, in um, um, thoughts. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel like <clears throat> one of the uh, one of the things I, I believe is an important thing to uh, fight against when you're going through a breakup. You need to you need to get rid of the need for your ex. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because um, that actually affects your own self empowerment and your own independence. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say that you have a problem with going up to people and speaking to them. Yeah. Your ex normally does it. Mm-hmm. I personally will give yourself a little challenge, even if it doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to climb a huge mountain. You kind of mm-hmm. need to start with the first step, don't you? So yeah. 
So like in that in that circumstance, let's say that you went into just a normal shop, you know exactly where the chocolates are or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you've done yourself a little challenge of going to the person at the till and saying, "Sorry, do you know where this is, please?" Mm-hmm. Just a little challenge. Yeah. Because then you you have things in your mind that battle against the thoughts that tell you you can't do it. Yeah. Because now you have. Mm-hmm. So the more you start giving yourself little challenges like that, now the need for your ex is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start finding yourself. And then you'll you'll make better choices. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think an important element of being able to get over a, a breakup as well is actually the element of forgiveness and you know, resentment and everything else that goes with it. And, and if we, we hold on to resentment and it's, it's difficult, um, you know, I, I've had prime, um, kind of experience of that in the sense of when you are going through that hurt and anger and, and everything else, the heartbreak, you do initially obviously hold on to that resentment against that person. And I think what I learned to do was to remove that resentment from the individual so actually pull the two apart because if you disassociate the behaviors with the person you can then start to heal yourself and actually forgiving that person and it's it's not for them but it's actually for you as an individual to be able to help yourself you need to forgive the situation the person whatever it might be that happened for you to be able to move forward because resentment stops you from doing that it's a big barrier that we end up having because we can't get past the you know the hurt the betrayal you know the addictions whatever it might be that had happened in that relationship so I think um, forgiveness is a a key part of that process as well as in getting to the other side yes yeah 100% I feel like when people think of forgiveness, they think it means it's okay that they mm-hmm. did what they did, and that's exactly. not the same thing. Mm-hmm. I say I say to uh, my clients that uh, every time I try and get them to go back to think about someone who has hurt them, mm. I always get them, get them to understand these words, and it goes, just because I understand you, it doesn't mean I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to understand that. Like, I, I understand why my previous relationships or the people I was with were hurt in their own certain way. I understand. Yeah. I cannot agree with their actions. Mm. But now I understand it. Yeah. I won't make the same mistakes. Mm. And, yeah. and that's the point. If you if you keep on hating it, hating it, and you, you do not want to take in any information from it, mm-hmm. you might find yourself at risk of actually following the same suit. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. And and that's something that I learned uh, about myself in, in my journey, because yeah, I I wasn't always a positive person like I am today. Yeah. So like, uh, because I was always like, no, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong, and I didn't try to understand what could actually bring someone to that point. I fell into the tra- same traps as as they did. So. Of course. Um, so yeah, like just because you understand their side, it doesn't mean you have to agree. That's okay, mm-hmm. but uh, just don't hold on to that hate. Um, I think Nelson Mandela said it. He said it the best way. He said, "Holding on to hate is like swallowing poison and expecting yes. the other per- uh, uh, <clears throat> and expecting the other person to die." Yeah, 
it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't so indeed. You need to let go of the hate for your own mm-hmm. self yeah. healing process. You have to. A hundred percent. I think that's a, a real key point to any breakup uh, for you to be able to move forward successfully and heal from a breakup. You do need to take that step um, and that will take you in the right direction for sure. So, so touching on a bit of, uh, let's say confidence, self-love. So I learned to be really happy in myself, uh, when I came out of my relationship and, um, I was very much a, the person that was, I guess, uh, was there for anything. And, you know, if he ever needed something, you know, I was there and I probably didn't actually think of myself, um, and what I wanted to really do. And so I found myself through various different things um, like belly dance uh, that I still do now. And I love it. And that was great for my confidence. I was able to really feel confident going out on stage um, and performing to other people. Um, And I also took up panto this year. So I found lots of different methods to actually find me, find my confidence. And there is still an element when you are coming out of a relationship and, and maybe it's because of certain things that have been said you know in the um in the midst of kind of breaking up and you know sometimes you say horrible things to each other um so this could then affect us moving forward as well and there's a thing called limiting beliefs which um I tend to hear a lot of uh, at the moment with um people in general and it's not just in breakups but in normal day-to-day things having a limited belief on where you can potentially go in your career um, what you can achieve so with regards to limiting beliefs what would you say to um, individuals um, that will help them to overcome those those fears I guess um, the, the limiting beliefs that they might have in themselves um, in actually moving forward after a breakup well, I think uh, you kind of said it in uh, what you said, like you mm. went and tried new things. Mm-hmm. Um, trying out new things can help help you a lot. It can help you realize that you're capable for a lot more than what you originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my limited beliefs was always, um, I always thought I, I cannot do it. Okay. Unless someone tells me I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> that's, how it that's how it works with me. Um, like I was I was around people that always underestimated me for I'm less. So my limited belief is that oh, I'm probably going to fail anyway. So that was how it was. Mm. But then, you know, getting... Because uh, I didn't finish school. So mm. I thought I was stupid. But I tried all these new things. I ended up teaching people to drive. Yeah. Um, like what we said in the beginning, I'm a qualified life coach and and in all sorts of areas mm. that I never dreamed I'd be able to do when I was younger and I held these limited beliefs so closely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, trying trying these new things exactly like what you said. And again, put that put that on one of your challenges. Mm. Why not try it? Why, why not? And also something that helps me in my process, I had an appreciation journal. Yeah. Now, I used to go for a walk 
uh, in a field somewhere just where I can just be alone with my thoughts, mm-hmm. which I'm sure some people hearing this after going through a breakup was, are thinking, that's the last thing I want to <laughs> do, <laughs> left with my thoughts, but trust me on this. <laughs> uh, when, when you're left with your thoughts um, and then you write down the things that you appreciate in your life and write down something that you appreciate about yourself. Mm. Very important, yeah. Very, very important. I've heard people before say, oh, I'm too caring, mm-hmm. acting like it's a negative thing. And I'm like, really? Mm. Look, there's a lot of people that are literally out for themselves nowadays. How could that possibly be a bad thing? Mm. But because of the things that they've gone through and their own limited beliefs, they're actually seeing that as a negative. Yeah. So it's important to be alone with your thoughts and actually write down the things that you actually appreciate. Because sometimes them notes will actually remind you of what's important when your mind is telling you something else is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I very much like your idea of challenges. Um, and you've mentioned that a few times uh, now, uh, which I think is brilliant because at this time it is, it's challenging in itself in, mm. in the sense of coming yeah, exactly. out of a relationship into a breakup. And so if you can actually challenge yourself through a challenge, I think that, again, can be quite empowering to do as an individual by going through that kind of process. So I think your idea of doing that um, can be quite um, effective. And I think you're right in a sense of having that alone time. Uh, so going for a walk on your own. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, no, I don't think I could go and have a coffee with myself. And I don't think I can go to the cinema on my own. Or, you know, I, I don't think I could go shopping on my own. And these are all things that you can do as a person you don't have to go with someone and you know a lot of the time when you come out of a a relationship people say oh just surround yourself with lots of friends and family keep yourself busy and I I guess that's the, the the flip side to it as well as you even may want to kind of be on your own to process it all and go through it or you might actually want to surround yourself with lots of friends and family and keep yourself busy which might help you take your mind off it so I think there's again, two different approaches that individuals may take. And I guess, yeah, it really just depends on the situation and the circumstances as well. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad thing hanging about with friends and family. That's not a bad thing. But um, I was still stressed to have a certain amount of alone time mm. because your friends and family are not there 24 hours a day. That's you true. are left with yourself 24 hours a day. So you can be there with your friends and family having fun and everything else and then you go home and feel depressed. Yeah. So it's, I felt that. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge burden to actually not want to be left by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. It's huge. It's, it's, it's about so I, I do stress be, be alone with your thoughts and, and and if you think about it um, if you are aware of these thoughts that you have even if you don't like them mm. if you are aware of them that's your opportunity to take control yeah. of the situation mm-hmm. and it's a very powerful thing once you realise that sometimes you like you need to handle this mm-hmm. and then you start doing certain actions and you're seeing certain things change in your life and you're sort of like i did that yeah it's an amazing thing but you have to make the first step mm-hmm. it's important to take time for yourself 
Yeah, and I 100% agree with you. Uh, I think if you don't take that time, again, when you come home, when it's with anything, even when you've had, you know, a loved one that's passed, it's great to have, you know, your friends and family around. But then once they do go home, it's again, it's the, the same thing in that you are potentially alone and you are having to deal with your thoughts. And again, where those negative habits may creep in at this point because you are alone and maybe you feel vulnerable and lonely and, and lost. And and this is where really you, you have to take that time to think about actually the, the great things about you and write those down right. and think, That's actually, right. I'm amazing at, you know, baking or cooking or, <laughs> you know, a particular sport, for example, and actually writing them down and reminding yourself every day that, you are an amazing person, a beautiful person, whatever it might be. Um, so I think that's really, really important. And, and that's how you end up kind of loving yourself for who you are. Because if you don't love yourself for who you are, then you can't expect anyone else to love you for you. That's totally true. And I think as well, an important part is... You know, you you might go out and, you know, people may be attracted to you and, you know, attracted to the way you look and everything else. But I think a key element of this is actually loving you, not only for, you know, the outside, but actually the inside as well. So where you mentioned the story about um, someone saying that they thought they were too caring, these are inner, inner traits that we have that actually a lot of people would love to have in a partner, in a person, in a friend, whatever, you know, that the case may be. So, you know, being over caring, I was, uh, I would say I've got a heart of gold and, um, and sometimes I just think I'm just too kind uh, because then people may take advantage of it. But you may have uh, another individual that actually would appreciate that and, you know, will actually say, no, that is an amazing trait that you have. So... I think it's about acknowledging that really and, and identifying that, yeah, you might be caring and you might, you know, in my case, like, yeah, being kind and everything else. Um, but I think the right people will appreciate you for who you are um, and the ones that actually take advantage of you um, in whatever capacity are not the right ones or the right people to have around you. Yeah, and it, it, could, it's, it can also help your job prospects. Um, and what I mean by that, when I'm, I was, I, I always used to overanalyze mm-hmm. when I was growing up, and it was, and I always got told, "Oh, you think too much into things," and and like, and I was very emotional as a child, mm. and I saw that as a very negative thing. Yeah. Mine. But because I overthink, and mm. because how I see emotions and stuff, that's why I can do life coaching. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for what I originally thought was a negative. Yeah. That is a gift of mine that helps me do what I do. Mm. So I will, yeah, take some time to figure out what that negative actually is. It might actually be the thing that could help someone one day. Yeah, definitely. And I think, uh, you know, we've embarked on the same journey as, as life coaches and obviously in different capacities where I'm, I'm obviously dealing with the, particularly the, the breakup side of things and you're empowering people at the same time. And, you know, it's through our experiences that we've decided to take the step to being a a life coach and being able to help other people through those journeys as well. Uh, And I think that's really important about um, what we do is is very much 
um, directed by, you know, how we felt in the past, how we dealt with things um, and being able to empower other people to to do the same. So it's I think, uh, you know, as a coach and myself, I, I think it's a powerful thing to be able to do that, to be able to change people's lives and actually direct them in a way that will actually empower themselves um, and lead them to a happier, successful life. Yeah, definitely. It gives it helps us put value in our past. Exactly. Of yeah. Of exactly. So, yeah. And uh, I think I I'm actually you know as I say I I went through a really tough time um, you know after my breakup and it was very much you know um, going through that process of why did it happen and I think we we question ourselves at the time it's like well why did this happen to me like but what you know what did I do did did I do something wrong or and I think that now where I I am now kind of three years down the line nearly I can actually look back and see how beneficial that experience was to me I may not have seen that at the time but where I've actually transformed through that process and become a stronger woman, a stronger person, wiser, more confident in myself. I've devoted time to me as as an individual and built up um, and and have had self-discovered myself, I guess, in that time. So I'm actually grateful for that experience, as awful as it might have been. I'm grateful that I was able to experience that to get me to where I am today, to be able to help people do exactly the same thing so um i guess it's um our perception of things and i only time will give us that but yeah it's it just gives some insight and uh for other people that are obviously going through at the moment that there is light at the end of that tunnel and it's just viewing it in such a way that actually how have you developed and grown and changed as a person since then and i'm sure in most cases there will be a lot of people that will say, actually, I have. No, that's right. It is down to perception. But it's our responsibility. It's, it's, it's down to us to choose whether that was a burden or a blessing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is down to us. And it's a difficult pill to swallow. Granted, yeah. it's, not, it's not easy. So we're here talking and it's people, not. Listening, people listening like, well, it's not that easy. No, it is not. No. It is not that easy. But we're not. Uh, but I, I can only speak for myself. But I'm not saying to you that it was easy. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that it's possible. Yeah. 100% possible what you're feeling right now is not forever. No. But you need to make the steps. 100%, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, based on the coaching that I do, and um, you know this, uh, because of my lovely mounting that I have uh, as my logo, and you know, my tagline is taking that climb, climbing up that mountain. It's not going to be easy. Um, You know, it's not just walking up a little hill. It's going to be climbing that mountain. And when you're up at the top and you can actually see the view of what and where you have travelled and become, that it's at that moment that you actually think, wow, look at what I've achieved. Look at what I've gone through. Um, so yeah it's not easy it's not easy at all it's not a walk in the park uh, it certainly isn't that but to actually take that first step and that first climb up that mountain will be the 
the best decision you make because you can achieve so much through that journey um, and that process. So I think that's been really beneficial to um, identify. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, it's been amazing to have you on the Montana show and um and as I having this discussion today I think it's an important one particularly as I say with what's going on um in the world at the moment with COVID and there being a lot of pressures within current relationships and obviously that eight percent of people that have decided to to separate from partners uh I think it's going to be insightful for them to be able to and and, and one thing as well is um, that we didn't cover essentially, but it, the fear of actually coming out of relationships as well. And I think that's an important element. Uh, we may yes. stay in relationships because we're scared or we're frightened or we don't know what we're going to do without that person because they've been in our lives for so long. And and at this time as well, it's it's actually framing that to say, well, actually, should I be in this relationship? Am I happy in this relationship? And sometimes again, taking that step in the right direction of actually acknowledging that actually it's the right thing that needs to happen or or not. Um, so. right. no, I agree. No, yeah. This has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. It has. I have really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, sharing stories. And I love your quotes um, that you've brought up within the, the conversation today as well. So um, I'm sure it will be beneficial to a lot of people out there that are listening. Uh, so I want to thank you, Ian, um, for, for being on here today. And um, as I say, we'll, um, we'll certainly obviously be able to touch base again, hopefully. And um, as you continue your career as a life coach and, uh, and as I do too, I'm sure we'll have a lot more learnings and stories and um, insights that we can share with other people. As I said, no, I was really, really happy to be here. It was, it's been great. Thank you. And that's Thanks great. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, Ian. And uh, yeah, take care. All right. Take care yourself. Thank Bye. you. Bye.